0: Hey, faith family, welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode.
1: Calvary Bible Church, it is so good to be back on the podcast with you. I'm filling in for Pastor Randy uh, again, so mm-hmm. um, call me up from the minor leagues, but I'm glad to be filling in. Uh, so if you missed the, the Sunday sermon from yesterday, uh, Jonathan uh was the the man in the pulpit and you were Mm -hmm. talking about specifically looking at first corinthians chapter 12 and uh so to sum it up if you missed it or just as a refresher we were talking about unity in the local church and the importance of being plugged in and involved in the local church and um you used a quote by justin bieber uh to talk about how i mean yeah yeah the bieber bieber fever um (laughs) So you talked about how uh, in that quote he says just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you have to go to church more or less just because you're a taco doesn't mean totally botched that up you something about tacos totally and Taco Bell
0: it. you were getting the gist of it though um, so thanks for bringing that up yeah um, help me out you here. you don't need to go to church to be a Christian that's what it was going to Taco Bell doesn't make you a taco
1: that's what it was that's right
0: uh, yeah just kind of you know the what he's getting at was what you're saying though that churches. You know, going to church on Sunday, eh, not really that important. You know, if you're a Christian, you don't need to go. You can be a Christian without the church. Yeah. But you can't.
1: Yeah. You really can't. So I know this is probably, yeah, this really is what we're talking about. But I know yesterday's sermon was just a great reminder for me of the role that the church plays in our life and the role uh, it plays in the life of a community and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the the fact that the church is the bride of christ uh which is something i'm really passionate about and love so that's why i thoroughly loved yesterday's sermon great reminder mm-hmm. um so with that refresher uh we have a couple questions here we're going to kind of dissect and take um you know a approach what beyond sunday approach yeah. so to let this.
0: Me, let me pause you for a second and give a quick uh quick update for those who haven't heard about Pastor Randy, because that's why I was there yesterday. And uh, you didn't have an outline. Actually, I had a number of people ask me if I was going to preach the same text that he was planning on preaching. So
1: I think I was one of them.
0: Yeah, well, you might have been. My son was one of them. And uh, so for a little background there, there's no chance I was preaching that text. I hadn't studied it like he had. We don't walk through anything together like that pre-Sunday. So this was just one of those Sermons that was kind of canned back in the past. Actually, I taught it to Community Bible Church, your dad's yeah. church, their youth group, senior high on a retreat back in February. Right, and um, the reason I chose this one was because last week on the podcast episode, Randy was talking about you know being in what was the uh, the text? It was uh um was it was Jesus's. No, I was this past week that he no, was, it was supposed Easter. To, it was the Tim that's right. It was the resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> talking about being resurrected. Um, anyway, he was talking about the importance of the local church. It came up for just a, a minute or two. And I thought, well, that's was one of the sessions that I had with this youth group. Yep. And so I pulled that one out of the hat, but I did not have an outline like I normally do And that sermon or that teaching time was like 20 to 30 minutes. It was a short one because it was Sunday morning. So, Some of that was a little bit ad-libbed or a spirit led. I don't know. Um, I did not have an outline though. So you don't have the benefit of that. No one does, which means you can't hold me to it. Right. That's right. That's true.
1: (laughs) I was tracking though for the most part. Yeah.
0: But anyway, so Randy, he is, um, I talked to him today. He's doing a little bit better. Um, For those of you who have experience with kidney stones, I don't, but I just kind of assume that day will come. Um, It's, it's not not good. Anyway, he, he's okay, yeah. um, but he's not out of the woods yet, still has to pass it. He is home, though, and so he and Michelle are appreciative of the support and prayers and things like that. So keep praying for him. He has a little bit of a road ahead of him. Yeah. This upcoming Sunday is in question, whether or not he'll be up and back or not. just kind of depends on is he able to get surgery or not. Will the pain be manageable or yeah. not? Some of those things. So we'll we'll see as the week goes on. But Sounds good. Anyway, that's where that's where he is. That's why you guys had to deal with me on Sunday, and um, yeah. All right. All right. Now questions. we're ready. Now, now we're, ready. we're ready. Okay. For the questions. All right. Got the background. Question number one: Does Calvary
1: Bible Church personally have any stats about youth walking away from our church or their faith? once they hit college or move out on their own, which I think is a a
0: great question for you Mm -hmm. seeing that you've been in the youth ministry here for the last 15 years. Well, and the answer is, of course we do. It's (laughs) why we, it's why we track your location everywhere you go. If you, if you're on realm, uh, we know where you are all the time. That's exactly right. We know the things you search on Google. Uh, you just don't know it. That's right. I'm just kidding. That's totally false. Um, So, no, we don't have any stat stats. I did do a quick look back at some of the kids that have come through the student ministry. Just real quick. I'm going to guess somewhere in the ballpark of 60 kids have graduated in the last 15 years. And of those 60, just, I mean, it's like one of those things you can't, I don't know, you can't predict. And some of them are doing well now and might not be doing well next year. Some of them might not be doing well now and be doing great in a year or two. Um, but I, I'm just going to ballpark and say right around two thirds of the kids who have graduated, I think are living their faith out, yeah. plugged into a church. Um, the other third, I either don't know where they are i I've just totally lost contact. Yep. Um, haven't seen or heard of them from them in years. Uh, and then there's a handful that are, you know, just wandering right now. Yep. Um, not a lot, but there's a few and my heart goes out to them. Yeah. Obviously we love them and want to see them walking with the Lord. So. Um, yeah, I mean that, and that questions I think coming from early in the sermon, I was just trying to lay the groundwork for, um, Bieber's quote, yeah. actually having an impact or that mindset having an impact on the culture today. And that's a lot of them more teen statistics because it was meant for uh, a right. teen audience at first. But I think the last one, I forget what it was, um, like 56% of Christians, all adult Christians, uh, felt like the church wasn't, something and just, they could find God elsewhere, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think across the generations, uh, the, the value of church has gone down in people's minds and, uh, hearts and it's, yeah, it's not good for their soul and it's not good for the church. So anyway, what was the question there again? Do we have any stats? Yeah, uh, not, not, not really, but, um, fortunately we've seen a lot of the, you know, graduates do well for the yep. most part so yeah good i'm one of them you. that's true growing you up are. and graduating and that's right yeah so you were just going off your statistics of when yeah, you were there for the last I've 15 years there. yeah i don't know and uh yeah go ahead i'll let you hit the next question i think it yes yeah so the next backs. question
1: flows really nicely into the last one so regarding the stats you shared uh does the church have any plans to specifically address teens young adults walking away from the lord
0: Thank you for asking. Well, that's a great question. Yeah, so um, I can just say we want to we want to be a disciple making church across the board. You know, we've talked about that, and uh, and I'm excited for a few reasons, but I'll just highlight one. Um, we just had Senior Night, so Senior Recognition Night, whatever you call it, and uh, that was Saturday night. Thought it was well done. Those who were there appreciated that, and. Um, I was starting to drop a bug in the ear of some of those graduates because you know they're 18 or 17 and they're going to be out away from home and more freedoms either in the workforce or college and um, so over the summer uh, this will be the second summer now we're rolling with a bible study for the young adults and so that's a ministry i get to um, kind of dig my dig my hands into a little bit and so the plan is to just continue doing what we've been doing. The danger, not the danger, the the tricky part is, I guess you could say, once they graduate from high school, mom and dad usually don't, you know, yeah, maybe push, push them into things right. that they once did. They yep. say, you know what, you're you're an adult now, you do what you want to do. And so they exercise some of that freedom. And yep. and so what we want to do is just create uh create that expect, expectation that there's there's still more to to being a christian you haven't right. arrived and you need you need to stay plugged in here right. if you don't um you can you can walk away or wander and drift and um so yeah bible study over the summer and that's the yep. plan we're gonna that went pretty well i think last summer kind of gave the young adult ministry a kickstart or a restart and uh, had a good summer, learned some lessons. We'll change some things for this upcoming year. And the young adult leaders are excited about, you know, plugging away for another year. Yeah,
1: I get to be a part of it, too. Yeah. So I get to... You're in there. I am in there. You are I still fit the young adult category, I think. You do. So... You do. Even though it feels like I'm getting old, but um, all that to say, um, we got some exciting things coming up in the future for uh, that
0: age group specifically. Yeah. So it's a neat, it's a neat age. Um, you know, they're thinking they're they can drive places that makes it really nice. So keep that up. Um, but yeah, just, it's a neat, neat time to minister to, to young disciples.
1: Yeah. And it is cool from what I've seen, because I've lived in it for the last couple of years is it's cool to see people continue to make their faith their own in a lot of ways because you don't have parents pushing them to go to church or, you know, like, you don't have youth group where their parents are forcing you to go to anymore. So it's like if the people who are coming to these college ministries, usually it's like they genuinely mm-hmm. uh, want to grow because nobody's forcing them to go. It's their desire to go and study God's Word. So a lot of it is on you um, mm-hmm. to do it
0: or to yeah. go. Yeah, so, it is. You have that freedom, which is, which is a f- but then fun. you've got to make it your own. It's your decision, uh, which helps kind of cement that. Um, I forgot I brought this book up. Uh, so it's titled Faith That Lasts. Raising right. kids that don't leave the church. Did I let
1: you borrow this? You've told
0: me about it before. Yeah, so I'm familiar with it. I've let multiple families borrow this and read it, and so I would recommend it if you want to borrow it. By all means, um, it's the first portion of it hits on families. Um, my responsibility as a parent, the family is the primary disciple making. Yeah. You know, is a one of the primary disciple making. The church is part of it, but parents, you're with your kids significantly more uh, than the church is than Austin is, you know, as a 100%. Yeah. So that responsibility, uh, is first and foremost on you. And so this book kind of gives some really practical things. Um, if I were to sum it up in a sentence to parents, just love Jesus and live it out. Uh, if your kids see you and your faith lived out, that's going to go, that's going to go 10 miles, uh, in their life to, um, helping them to see the importance of faith yeah. and living it out beyond your household. Um, and then there's some stuff in here for the church too, which is good, but great book. Love it. And um, if you want to borrow it, let me know. Yeah, that's good. John so Nielsen.
1: one thing I'll say to that as Austin, the youth leader, uh, would just mm-hmm. be echoing what Jonathan says about the parents being the primary disciple makers. Um, but the same time, I love to partner with parents or that's why I'm here to partner with you guys in discipling the teens. So that's specifically for the parents of teens, but you guys are the primary disciple makers and I'm here to partner with you, uh, to better do that.
0: So, yeah, that was just, that was a very small portion of the sermon yesterday. Yeah. Talking about teens, high school, young adults. Anyway, We've got some other questions to get to.
1: Yeah, so the majority of the the sermon was focused mm-hmm. on the importance of the body of Christ mm-hmm. and being a part of that. And so one of the questions that I had as I was thinking through it was, um, like, why should we be involved in the church as Christ followers? Like, mm-hmm. why why be involved? Why, why not Why not just come and
0: listen to the sermon and then and then leave when it's over? Yeah. Um, so let me first answer that question with why why the local church because it's the bride of christ Um, there's no more important you know organism uh, in the world that group of people in the world than than the local church um parachurch ministries they're great they're awesome they're able to hit a niche sometimes that is really effective jack Crans. Uh, being an example of that, if you were here on Sunday, you heard some of the opportunities he has, uh, that the local church doesn't always get, um, rainbows end locally, good news clubs in the school, all all kinds of really great parachurch organizations, um, that are really important. Um, but the local church is the bride of Christ. And so there's, there's really no reason that the local church, if it was functioning um, at like 100 capacity there's no reason the local church could not do those exact same ministries yeah um and so i think in a lot of ways parachurch organizations have uh, kind of come in, come to the surface because the local churches yeah. haven't mm. haven't filled those needs and um i mean i'm not a doctor for, you know, ecclesiology or anything like that, but uh, I'm just going to say the local church is the bride of Christ. Yeah. So why, why plug in? Because this is the, the bride that Jesus died for. Yeah, uh, He gave his life for the local church. And he, it's the, it's the rock. He talks about it in Matthew 16. It's, um, it's, it's his bride. So we, I mean, I just, I, my, passion for local church ministry and my time here um has grown infinitely because i just continue to see how important it is yeah um but then why get plugged in yeah because we need you we the church needs you everyone has spiritual gifts like you you austin have spiritual gifts that i don't have that the lord is going to use god's given each of us i think specific gifts um for the time and place that he has us. He's put us in a place to use us for the kingdom for his church. Yep. Um I think it was the Ephesians four passage was talking about yeah, uh, you know, he's given the church um, you know, the apostles, prophets, teachers, uh, evangelists. Yep. You know, all these different And then gift earlier gifts.
1: in First Corinthians chapter twelve, it's talking about the use of spiritual gifts. Yeah. So that's what yeah, the right. context there of what we were reading One body,
0: many members were, you know, and again, I think I said yesterday, we can function. You can function without your big toe, but you're a better athlete with your big toe. Yeah. You can function without a sense of smell, but you're better off with it. Um, And so, yeah, the evangelist, think about the evangelist for a second. There's a place for an event like the evangelist. Just is for you guys who are out in the world, I just have to see Austin every day. Um, I try and share the gospel with him, but he just keeps putting <laughs> yeah. up the wall. Um, but no, seriously, like you guys have the opportunity to be an evangelist. And if that's yeah. one of your particular gifts, you have that gifting to, to bring folks in, to share the gospel with them, to bring them along, and then inter- get them plugged in, obviously, to the local church. That's a gift that might not be exercised, on a Sunday, um, but needs to be exercised throughout the week, um, going to our neighbors and nations. Uh, so we have that opportunity to make disciples use the gifts. We're better for it as a body.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things, again, I'm passionate about, about it too, in the sense that I love being a part of and working in the Mm -hmm. local church setting. And one of the things that my mind went to when we were talking about this was like at LBC, I have a, a specific, like local church class. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things, um, especially for like Bible college students is it can be easy to be critical of the local church of like, especially when you're studying about yes. it, mm-hmm. you see some of the things, you know, see some of the problems. And again, the local church isn't perfect. And so mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I've seen at LBC, not in everybody is just like this, uh, you know, Oh, we want to change this about the local church or this. And some of those aspects are good, but it, uh, Yeah, it sends me to see some of the just, um, you know, pushback or Mm -hmm. ways that people look down upon the local church. Again, it's not perfect, but it is the bride of Christ, and we are called to love it and be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, even for us and myself, can be easy to be critical and be like, oh, this isn't quite right or that isn't quite right. Um that sh- doesn't mean we, we shouldn't seek to change those things, but does it cost to be critical of the local church. Yeah. So again, it is the bride of Christ what we're talking about here. So yeah,
0: I think that's really well said. Um and and we all we all know young people who are zealous. Right. And that's good. We, we want that we, and we want to learn from, from people who think differently than we do, especially people who are young and have an idealistic view and, cause they're not always wrong. Yeah. Um, but I think to have a, you know, a idealistic view of the church and then get frustrated with it when you don't see that play out, um, is just, unfortunately it's just naive because yeah. you're going to find faults ev- everywhere you go. Um, and you just need to recognize it. I think I've heard the illustration before. Um, if you uh, if your car breaks down in the middle of Lancaster City, let's say, and uh, just happens to be next to a bar, and you walk into the bar and say, "Hey, you know, I need to find a mechanic." It's late at night, um, and some guy who's you know just drunk says, "Well, yeah, I I live right next to right next to a mechanic. You know, he can probably help you out. Uh, he's going to be able to walk himself home. He might not be in a straight line. You know, he's going to maybe." dip and dive, you know, along the sidewalk along the way. Right. But at the end of the day, he knows how he's he knows where he's going. He's going to yeah. be able to get home. Um so you're going to follow that guy and you might not do everything he does. You might not follow him footstep for footstep, but you're going to in the general direction follow him because he he's going to get you to the mechanic. And so that's how the church is sometimes. We we go off, you know, in our not a perfect way. Uh, sometimes we have our faults, but at the end of the day, we're a, a local church, we're trying to be healthy and, and follow Jesus in it as our head and um, hope that we'll get, get close. You know what I mean? Following a drunk guy in Lancaster City. Yeah. You never know what you're going to hear on this
1: podcast, you, folks. Hey, yeah. you, never know. you never know what type of analogies you're going to get here. That was good. That was helpful for me, but uh, I wasn't sure where you were going there first. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So that may have surprised you, that illustration, but uh, here's another one. This won't surprise you. Um, oh, boy if you're looking for you guys know my affinity for christian hip-hop i'm gonna go old uh, you might school. lose me on you I'm might gonna, lo- you
1: might you might lose me on this one but
0: it's not surprising you okay no, um, so, yes, definitely. <laughs> so some old school christian hip-hop check out lecrae's song the bride uh, ben buckwater when he heard what i was preaching on he's like oh yeah you should have you should play that song so i didn't wasn't i don't play did not play it on sunday morning but it's a great song. He hits on some of those things. One of the phrases he uses is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. You know, we've got the, mm. the the church is the baby. The bathwater gets dirty sometimes. And just change the bathwater out and keep the baby. Yeah. It's the bride, the baby, whatever you want to use. The drunk guy walking yeah, on The, in the drunk streets want, of Lancaster. Yeah. I don't know. I think know.
1: Oh, both are good.
0: We do. We, we do. try our best. Yeah. Um, but I think just wrapping up that sermon, it was one that I you know I, I wish i was a little bit more prepared for uh because if i had the time i would have spent i think more time talking about ways to get plugged in yeah um, because that's really that's really with the thrust of we need you, we need you hmm. the church needs you you need the church yeah and so there's all kinds right. of ways to plug in and uh every part of the body is is critical um so i i've said to the the greeters over the years like you think, ah, oh, it's just someone who's greeting at the door, they open doors, that's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's not important. Well, it's really important. I mean, those people are the first impression for yeah. all of our visitors. Greeting someone with a smile, having a welcoming, uh, you know, presence there is huge. That's that's And that's, you know, just a really, uh, you know, every week one um, that's happening. So there's ways to plug in, pray for the church, pray yeah. for the, the kids, the... You know, um, the leaders, just people who are ministering week in and week out. There's all kinds of ministry holes. If you're looking yeah, for a right. way to get plugged hey, in. Hey, we need,
1: we need youth leaders.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Shout out
1: to the youth group. I mean, we are and not just looking for.
0: And not just 20-something-year-old youth leaders. You need old youth leaders, that's too. That's right. That's exactly
1: right. You need Can't seasoned
0: adults to just love right. kids and lead them and... Yeah, there's ways to plug in. So if you're out there and listening, and you're like, "Well, you know what? Yeah, I'm interested in plugging in." Maybe you're not right now. Maybe you're new to the church and um, just thinking about your fit. And just shoot us an email, contact us, and you know, we won't just plug you into a hole. Sometimes, you know, there's an empty space and the square peg gets plugged into the round hole. But you know, we'll talk about ways. you think you can serve? Strengths you have and that are there and right
1: the only way one of the best ways to to know if you're spiritually gifted in a certain area mm-hmm. is to to try and be a part of different ministries and you might serve one way and be yeah. like all right this doesn't fit my giftness. uh maybe this will so yeah, the only way a to a know is to to give it a try mm-hmm. so yeah spiritual gifts are made for the church so
0: and one of the cool things about kind of where the church is now at least our church here and the size that we are or whatever i mean There's all kinds of ways. So if you're not someone who likes to teach, you just like being behind the scenes, you can help set up for events. Uh, you could, if you love technology, you can, you know, jump onto the tech team, help with sound projection, the live stream. Okay. Let me shout out for the live stream team. They could use a person or two. Shout out Ray. Um, you know, so there's, there's all kinds of ways to exercise, gifts and talents, not even necessarily spiritual gifts yep. uh, that are good for the building up of the church and get on board. Let's because we're, we're right. going. We're going. That's we're, right. You know, we're we're on a mission here and uh, we've got disciples to make and some of them aren't disciples yet. So outreach minded, growing disciples, the whole spectrum. That's the church. Yep. It's not perfect, but it's the church. That's right. So let's go. That's exactly right. Mm hmm.
1: Good. Is there anything else? else you want to say? No, I not, gonna I'm not I'm going to have the you. closing
0: word. Okay. I'm, I you trust okay with you. That? I trust you.
1: Good. All right. So my closing word, uh, if, if there's anything you hear from me, I will not want to speak for Jonathan, but if there's anything you hear from me, um, I'll just kind of repeat what you were talking about on mm-hmm. Sunday is um, we need you guys and um, you need us. Uh, and I hope that you hear from me and Jonathan in our podcast uh, that we love being a part of the local church. We love serving Mm -hmm. in the local church. Uh, It's the bride of Christ and it is a tremendous blessing to be a part of it. So that's all I have. Thank Jonathan's good. So uh, no, I'm not. I got one more. I'll let you you say bye. I will give you the very last word. I really wanted the final word. All right, I'll give it to
0: you. But I was just thinking about intergenerational stuff, you know, so you're in your 20s. I'm in my 30s and those intergenerational relationships. Let me just encourage uh, any of our senior saints out there tap some of the younger guys, younger ladies on the shoulder and just bring bring them in. Um, it's intimidating, but I would encourage you to do it because you've got a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and experience that they don't have. And, um, you know, just be relational, put yourself out there. They aren't uh, as they're not opposed to it. Uh, all the stats and things that I've read show that young adults are looking for mentors like that. So mm-hmm. come alongside them. That's that's a way just to build up the church too. Um, so, okay, that's it. you right. got the last word. We,
1: we love the local church and we love you guys. So we look forward to seeing you next Sunday.
0: See you. Love you guys. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.